All right, guys. Titles. I'm going to start. Kev ain't here. The Muscle Hustle. Jack and Wang. Uh, correction. Harley's Garden Hoe. Kind of said, guy. Corbs don't lean that way. Holocausted? Wang and Wong. All right, last one. Feet up. <clears throat> All right, let's do this. Warning. What you are about to hear contains explicit language, adult themes, and potentially disturbing content. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts and do not reflect the opinions of anyone else, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. This podcast is intended for an immature audience and should not be listened to by anyone, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. You know, fuck it. You've been warned. Welcome to this week's edition of Geek Pod. I'm your host, Paul. I'm Hugh. Of course. And we uh we we have no Kevin this week. He uh he has prior engagements that he just found out about. Um so how, how are they prior if he just found out about them? Well, because he found out prior to the show. That's yes. true. All right, I um, it. and apparently other people knew about him, so um so I'm going to jump in first with what's got me geeked, and that's uh, it's corrections. Corrections? corrections. As in you're going to jail? No, not those kind of corrections. I'm I'm correcting and um, updating us. My first one, and I, I'm so glad I get to do this. Hugh, I'm correcting you from a few couple weeks. Yay! Back. <laughs> um, there, there's a new Marvel movie coming up. What did you say it was called? Um, Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, or something like that. I don't know. Yes, and I stumbled across it because that's exactly how I pronounce it too. Is Shang Chi? Apparently, yeah. we've been pronouncing it wrong because we're white. It's Shang Chi and the Legend ah, of the Ten Rings. Okay, you know what? Nobody in the audience is going to know that until they watch the movie. I was going to say. I, apparently, it was said in the last trailer. And that's where the whole big thing oh. came out. And then our good buddy Kevin Feige was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, it's pronounced like this." And and in the show notes, you'll see a link so you can go see how it's pronounced correctly. <laughs> now, did somebody call that out, or did you just see this article and realize that? I, I saw the article and realized, oh, we're pronouncing it wrong. 
Ah, so no one was like, hey, Paul, hey, Paul, hello. Hugh pronounced the movie wrong because he's white? No. Because that would have been funny. It would have been funnier. Maybe I'll, I'll post edit and I'll, I'll re-record this part and I'll say that's what it was. Um, and, and second, answering your question from last week, the origin of the name the Dropkick Murphys. <clears throat> Just got to read off something to you I found. The name Dropkick Murphys came from the nickname given to Massachusetts-born professional wrestler and sanitarium owner John E. Dropkick Murphy. In addition to his work in the ring, Murphy operated the Bellows Farms Sanitarium in Acton, Massachusetts. Um, so apparently this was like a primitive detox center. And um, so when there were there were people fighting or people would be out drinking, he'd, uh, he'd give them peraldehyde or a horse tranquilizer and help them kind of taper it down. And he said he always, um, Ken Casey, the lead singer of the band, said... I always heard old guys, my grandfather's age, say, oh, I was in Dropkicks, or they took me to Dropkick Murphys. We were just like, that'd be a cool name. So based off right. an old-timey uh, pro wrestler slash sanitarium owner. God, it always comes back to pro wrestling lately. I know, right? Uh, but that, that's that's my part. That's what I had. So, All right. Guys, what's got you geeked? Nothing for me. Sweet. For, oh yeah no corrections Corp. for you sorry <laughs> yes you're still perfect corbs i know thank you <laughs> you're welcome corbs girlfriend uh anyway you know what's got me geeked is uh, i don't know if you saw this but china china has announced a very draconian law that they are going to be limiting the game playing for people under 18 so anyone 18 or younger is only allowed to play online games for one hour a day on friday saturday and sunday for a total of three hours per week that's no gaming monday through thursday and you say to yourself dr hugh why would that make you geeked i'll tell you why part of the reason they're doing this is they believe that they have a video game addiction problem and it's uh, causing them to be uh, less resourceful and uh, they don't have as strong a workforce you know all the kids they, they just want to sit around and play video games now I know everybody knows this, but they don't know it. But, you know, we kind of know China owns everything. They own our banks. They own our corporations, how we get all of our stuff. I mean, that's a big thing. You know, you know, the, the people in QAnon are like, oh, our Chinese overlords. I'm like, dude, that's already happened. They just haven't sent us the bill yet. It's fairly clear that at some point they're going to cash those checks in and we're going to become the People's Republic of America. Now, I have come to terms with this, okay? I'm not saying I'm for it, but I accept that I can't stop it. And you know what? I like the food. The women are hot. The babies are cute. And if you look at how they run their government, I mean, you're comparing communist countries. I mean, China is like, hey, our big problem is limiting online gaming. You know, when Russia was the USSR, it was like, hey, we don't have enough bread for every family this week. So they're not doing a bad job. You know, it's not going to completely suck. Uh, but I'm geeked because... If they're able to successfully get their kids off online gaming and get them productive again, that's going to hold off them deciding, hey, let's go get the Americans to do our shit. We might get another 20, 30, 40 years out of this. It might not even happen until we're all dead. So I think it's a great idea. I'm glad they're going to kick their workforce in the ass and get them doing the Chinese shit that they do to make the Chinese government work. I have no idea what that is, but they need those people to do that stuff so that we can remain free for at least a little while. Okay. <laughs> well, on that note, what's got you, Geek Corbs? Not that. 
Uh, not too much. I mean, really, it's just a, an update on on Kelly. Um, she's home. She uh, she came home on uh, last Friday, so she's uh, moving around a little bit better. Uh, so she's doing well. She goes to see the doctor a week from yet a week from Tuesday, so to get her staples out. So nice. Then she'll be able to start going back to work the following Monday. So she's out for two weeks. She will work from home for two weeks or so. And then hopefully after that, she'll be able to go back to work. She can't lift anything heavy, anything like that. So um, so I, got, I picked her up Friday after work, dropped her off, you know, got her inside and got her comfortable and all that stuff. Um, made some made dinner for her and brought it over on Monday. Supposed to go over on Sunday night, but I got home from golfing on Sunday, and I was a, uh, I was a mess. So it was it was hot. So, so and a couple of beers and the the humidity and stuff kind of messed messed with my head. So, um, but so I took some goulash over to her on on Monday. So and I'll go see her on on Thursday, like we always do for date night. So see how she's doing. So. That's it. Just you know, that's that she's doing well and all that stuff. So I ain't got much. So. Hey, that that's better than mine for sure. It's certainly more important. <laughs> and one of these days, I'm going to remember her name is Kelly and stop calling her Corb's girlfriend. <laughs> I'll try. So uh, Paul, you you talked about the dropkick dropkick Murphys. Did you go see him? I did. Yes. You you, you went to COVID Central. Um, it wasn't bad. Like all the pictures they show, like they're all the people taking the pictures, like from the stage, and it makes it look like it was mobbed. That was all great and fine up front. That's not where I was. Um, I was back in the grassy section, and I had a good, like ten foot radius around me of nobody except my buddy that went with me. And it's, it was really so empty there that I didn't feel uncomfortable at all about it. So, okay, I just, I, I just wonder. I mean, there were obviously there's not a lot of people there. No, I, know, I, I mean, I know they, they had a good crowd for the show, but I'm pretty sure it was basically everybody that was at the fair. Yeah, I know that the fair, the attendance is way down. Yes. So, And it shows. I mean, you can walk through, like, restaurant row with your arms stretched out, and you're not going to touch anybody. Like, that's, wow. yeah. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. bad. I know right there at that section where the where the Midway used to start, like, when you first come out of, like, the central area where the Chevy Court is, mm-hmm. you come up and you take that right and you head down. Um. Right there is where the midway used to start, and you would go left, and it would be like Tully's would be down there and all that stuff yep. heading that way. Where now the new midway is, yes, it's on that side. That used to be hectic as all hell. You couldn't get through. It took you five minutes to get through there because that's where everybody was congregated and everything. So now it's not as bad. But you're saying that this, that's like not even any problems whatsoever. Not oh no, no. Of, no. Have they replaced any of the long-standing? Um, places that didn't show up this year like did they put anything else or, or is is their absence really felt um it seems noticeable it seems yeah. like there are a lot more open spaces in there and you know what i'm actually trying to stop and think what's where dinosaur was and you know what i don't think there's anything it's just empty spaces and people for, well, dinosaur, for people used to be, dinosaur used to be right there at the back end of chevy court yes yeah. Yeah, and I don't think there's anything there at all right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, if, if anyone that does remember that 
or know that for a fact that I'm wrong. Go ahead, correct me on that. Um, but I mean, I haven't seen a whole lot of anybody posting from the fair. Um, no, I haven't seen I haven't seen much on it either. I know uh, I took my son to get his to get his haircut. My son hasn't gotten a haircut in over a year, so he's got like he's got hair like Hugh's got, like really it's really long, and he, that's what he wants. And but don't don't let him cut it. Don't let him ruin himself. No, no, he's better now. I, I, I got. I, he wanted. To, he wanted to. He wanted to get it trimmed. That's your influence. Nope. <laughs> I, I. My. My mom and his mom. Everybody's like, "Oh, you should get your haircut. You get your haircut." And I'm like, "Why? He wants to let his hair grow. Let his hair grow. That's what he wants. Let him do it. He's one's got to live with it." You should have been like, "My my acquaintance Hugh has long hair, and he's a successful podcaster." Right. No? That <laughs> so, wouldn't work. That wouldn't fly. So he wanted to go and get. He wanted to go. He just wanted to go get a trim so it would grow a little bit. So it starts to grow a little bit more or whatever. So we got an inch cut off of his, his hair. But I have a buddy of mine who's a barber. He's a barber out in Utica. So on Saturday, I drove him out to Utica to get his hair cut. So, yeah, so we went out there and got his, uh, I don't know where I was going with it. Oh, he, my, my buddy Mitch, um, he said he had been to the fair a couple of times. And he said the same thing. It, it really wasn't too bad. He was actually there last night. He went and saw Hailstorm last night. Which would have been the one band that I would have gone and seen. I know Nelly's there tonight. So, Nelly? Uh, he's Nelly. the, the band aid on the face guy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. From St. Louis. Yeah. yeah he, he's hot in here. Okay, that guy. Yeah. Country grammar. Country grammar. There you go. Yeah. yeah. She's there tonight. But yeah, so he said he's been there a couple of times to, to go to shows and stuff like that. He said the same thing. It's just not, there's just not that many people there. I mean, that's going to be tough. Especially for my, my wife and I were talking about this the other night because there was some, I don't know, some Facebook bullshit with what was one of the first band you ever saw. And she brought up the, the fact that the first band she ever saw live was Rusted Root. And I'm like, man, that, that's got to be tough because bands like that, I mean, they're, they're still around. They're doing the fair circuit and all the small places. And I mean, it's tough enough when you go from being really popular. Now you're playing bars and fairs and shit like that. You're making a lot less money, but there's like 43 members in that band. <laughs> okay, they're like a junk orchestra. There's one person with a pail, another with a fucking washboard. I, I don't know. I mean, it's like, hey, guys, we got paid our 200 bucks. Now we have to split it up 43 ways. You know, <laughs> it's got to be so much worse when, you know, they're playing fairs where it, all of the, the attendance is that far down. Mm-hmm. Right. How do you make, how do you make, I mean, do they just work for pot money? <laughs> Probably. Um, I, I know for a fact, though, like that the bigger name bands, like, I'm assuming Hellstorm had, and I know for a fact the Murphy's dead. They had a merch tent, and there was a line for that mm. the entire time. Okay, the entire time, because I got through the line pretty quick. So. Ah, gotcha. See, I, I've always wondered because I remember back in the day when they announced like Warrant or or, or whatever the lead singer playing the Scribe of Town Inn, and I'm like, you know, how the fuck is he going to afford his drugs on that? <laughs> it's like uh, it's like what. Warren played uh, turkeys. Warren? Turkeys. Not too long ago. Yeah. Yeah. In the middle of June or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you pay attention, you can probably catch a couple of the '80s bands playing turkeys in the near future. I mean, still within the next week, there's there should still be a few of them, right? Right. You mean you see probably Warrant and Poison and Rat. <laughs> well, speaking of internet bullshit. Um, uh, so, Paul, you chose the name Slap by an Avery for last week's episode. Yes, I, I did. I just want to tell you, the next morning, I'm, I'm 
back here doing something and I, I come out and of course Avery jumps on YouTube on the TV and it logs into to my YouTube account and she sees GeekPod slapped by an Avery. She runs out, why did you talk about me on your podcast? Now people know stuff about me. It was so funny. <laughs> That's awesome. And that was on her birthday, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, her birthday was... Uh, Thursday. Oh, so okay. It was, oh, yeah, uh, that yeah, been. it was that because, been. Okay, because yeah, the yeah. episode went out early. Yeah. That's right. And Kelly says thank you. Yes, yes, she did. She messaged me. Yeah. So yeah. she, uh, I went and saw her at the hospital on Thursday. She said, You didn't have to do it like that night to get it out. I'm like, You said you wanted it quick. <laughs> <laughs> he was going to put it up as fast as he could. Yep. And uh, God damn it, if 50% of our audience needs it up quick, <laughs> boom. Speaking of that, did you? Uh, I saw on Facebook you posted trying to get people to comment on what we should talk about. Yeah, that worked out really well. It did. Yeah. It I didn't fun. even see that. So, one person. But, but, uh, hey, you know what? At, at least all of our social media is actually getting used now. Moving on. Um, <laughs> what are you guys playing? I actually have something brand new to talk about. Um, I am playing a mobile game, uh, which is not something I do a whole ton of. I mean, I, I install a lot of them, play it for five minutes and go, fuck this shit and delete it. Um, I've been playing a game now for about two weeks uh, called The Muscle Hustle. Now, I do not know if this is some reference to those little tiny flesh-colored wrestling figures that were all sorts of mutants called muscle. You remember those? I love those we were things. Kids? So did I. Um, but it is, it is a wrestling game, but it's it's... See, I, the, the general manager games, the AEW general manager, I, I got rid of all those because... So did I. I couldn't stick it, with it. I got bored. It, it was, it, 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 they were slow. You needed to pay money. You couldn't do anything. It was just stupid. I'm like, but but I finally found a wrestling game that's actually fun. Now, there is some managerial aspects in that um, you collect wrestlers. Um, you do. You can pay for some or you can get them in boxes and with tickets. The same kind of bullshit you see in a lot of them. Uh, but when you can upgrade them. But the neat part about it is you know, to upgrade them, you just have to get like three pieces of clothing and then have enough, you know, points XP to do it. Uh, it does. It's not like, you know, in some games where it's like you get a piece of gear, but you have to combine it and evolve it with mm -hmm. one of 60 billion different crystals and all that shit. And they call it a gear system. And, and it's kind of like a, I fucking hate math system. So I'm not playing your game. Uh, this is really simple. So you, you can customize them to a degree, but what's really great is the act outside of that, the actual game is fun and engaging. So imagine this, your, your phone is, you know, in portrait mode. The ring is obviously not square because it's a phone and all of the wrestlers are represented by what looks like pogs. It's a okay. slingshot wrestling game. So you pull down like you would, you know, like angry birds or something and you fling, fling the wrestlers. Now they all have um, stats, special moves, that you can pull out and they all have uh, passive special moves. Like, you know, one guy, if he get, if he ends a turn in the corner, he jumps off the top rope and lands on one of, you know, one of your opponents and does damage. And he does that, whether it's your turn or the opponent's turn. So if they bang him into the corner, I mean, there's strategy when it's your turn, but sometimes random shit happens when it's their turn and it can help you. Uh, so far I'm having a blast with the game. Um, just because, you know, for a mobile game, the the meat and potatoes of it is actually engaging enough, but not too complicated to be fun. It's something you can play for a few minutes on the toilet uh, without having to really make your head hurt. 
Uh, I'd say if you have any interest in that style game at all, uh, certainly check out the Muscle Hustle. I know it's available on Android. I assume it's available on Apple. All right. That's it. I will have to check that one out. Corbs? Yeah, I'm not playing anything. Okay. Um, I'm not currently, but I did stumble across something that I wanted to bring to everybody's attention because it sounds like it's going to be really fucking cool and that's marvel's midnight suns have you seen this you i I haven't seen i haven't seen the gameplay videos i'm I'm familiar with what it is all right um well what it is is um a new tactical rpg set in the darker side of the marvel universe putting you face to face against demonic forces of the underworld as you team up with and live among the midnight suns marvel's supernatural um hero group who are at this point earth's last line of defense um what what i'm seeing is lilith um rises from the grave she's been vanquished for a number of millennia issues yeah and um and when she does her daughter also rises and that is the main character that's who you're playing it's a brand new character made from marvel um, they're saying it's highly customizable. Um, you're called the hunter and you can decide what you look like, what your special moves are, all that. And you join the midnight Suns, which are reformed because of this. Well, here's the kicker because it's a Marvel game and they want everybody to buy it. The midnight Suns include characters like Wolverine and Iron Man and Captain America as well as magic from the new mutants um ghost rider dr strange and blade yeah yes i cannot wait for this like if i if you if i get my chance to build the team i want like all the heavy hitters are sitting on the sidelines and i'm using the straight up supernatural characters oh and nico from uh runaways she is also going to be a character in there. She's she's the one that's basically a sorcerer. I guess at one point she was Sorcerer Supreme when Strange was not around for like a minute. Yeah, because so. that happens a lot. Now. Yes, apparently it's going to be happening again soon in the comics. So I saw that. But I he's going to have to get better until either next year or something. Dr. Strange yeah. is going to be gone? Yeah, they're killing him off actually again. Are, are they killing him or just replacing him? Because uh, the, the arc is called The Death of Dr. Strange. So, now, um, I, I, so now that, this is sorry, Corbs. Go, I saw that tonight. Midnight Suns, uh, no, oh, Dr. Death of Dr. Strange. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did. We're gonna talk about that later. <laughs> um, now this is being handled by the same um uh, company that does XCOM, right? Yes, it's a 2K and, game, and uh, the developers are the XCOM group. See, that's gonna be interesting because if it's gonna be like XCOM, I my concern here is that the general public who's like, ooh, a spooky Marvel game doesn't really understand what they're getting in for because okay. it, it's not going to be the kind of gameplay that they're, they're thinking about. Now, XCOM is a fucking amazing game, but it's, it's never been a, a fast-paced action. It's a tactical RPG, uh, a, really, yep. a really well-done one. And I think it's very accessible for somebody who isn't into tactical RPGs. Like, you know, someone who, who n- never played fa- Final Fantasy Tactics or didn't want to sit there and crunch numbers. Yeah, they, they know what they're doing. They know how to make it engaging and exciting. Uh, but it's not what you get with a typical Marvel game, for sure. 
Yeah, which is what they're already saying about this because they showed the gameplay footage today and there are already people freaking out about how it's a slower paced thing and this isn't what we want and to which i mean this guy was typing in all caps so i had to throw a gif meme out there for him that said you mad bro (laughs) um but yeah i mean that's that's not the the game you're you're gonna get if that's what you want this this isn't that game go go get the one that came out exclusively on the switch a couple years ago get that one yeah so which was also a good game i enjoyed that marvel alliance 3 that's what it was yeah was that exclusive to the switch yes which is why i have a switch (laughs) um but other than that um that wraps up a gaming section i think all right so i'm gonna go ahead and since kev's not here i'm pinch hitting for him and here's my tabletop review i'm pausing for the theme music Okay. Um, also saw today that coming out sometime next year, they haven't said when, um, there is going to be a G.I. Joe tabletop role-playing game. I did see that. Yes. Uh, I'm going to read a little snippet for you from, from this as well. Got a lot of snippets here. Uh, in the G.I. Joe role-playing game, create your own Joe by choosing your military training origin, personnel personal traits and role within the the organization to become a real American hero and save the day. The core rule book contains everything you need to create your own GI Joe character and play the game. Just add dice, some friends and your imagination coming out sometime next year from renegade game studios. Um, They're also doing a transformers game as well as a mighty Morphin power Rangers game. Apparently they've basically got a master license from Hasbro. I, you know, I have to wonder I mean, if this is going to be a tabletop game with miniatures and all that bullshit, okay, I understand. Uh, I'm not sure if they're talking about an actual tabletop or more like a role-playing game. Because when I saw the article, I was thinking, you know, instead of Dungeons and Dragons, this was Barracks and Bazookas. And I really didn't think the license translated well to, you know, some where you have a game master and you're playing. You know, I don't see how they put the G.I. Joe trappings in something like that. So I would think this would have to be something that has a physical board. And no, no, really. It's they do have miniatures. I, there are miniatures because they showed them. But a, a lot of the actual, the regular tabletop role-playing games now do. Like, that's, that's a okay. thing. But this does have, I mean, because all the stuff is up for pre-order on the website already. The core rule book, the um, the dice set. They have special dice set and a game master screen, which comes with the, the um, an adventure. Yeah, I just don't see how that translates. Star Wars has one now too. Uh, yeah, but I mean, with Star Wars, you've got it's more space robust. battles and yes. light lightsabers and, and shit like that. I mean, GI Joe is, is really just you know generic army. Military. military. It's army. Yeah. It's army. Um, I feel like you could take any military role-playing game and slap the G.I. Joe name on it and call it that. I'm just wondering how, how you inject the G.I. Joe flavor into a role-playing game. I'll be interested to see how they do it. Yeah. Or if I'll probably they do it. get it. I'll probably pick up that rule book. It does sound a little bit like it's going to be something like Dungeons and Dragons, though, from what, from what you're saying. Yes, you know? definitely. But it's, I think what Hugh's saying is, how, how do you, how where do you go with that? 
like i mean how can you have different classes and stuff i mean i can see having different military specialties or whatever like this guy's a sniper but this guy's the 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 assassin I think I can distill it down a little bit more. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons works because a fantasy setting is removed from what we're used to. So it creates a world. G.I. Joe is is not just generic military because of the characters, the specific characters, Snake Eyes, Scarlet, Duke. That's what makes G.I. Joe and not, you know, um, G.I. military man. You know, that's the difference right there. In a role-playing game, you create your own characters. So I'm, I, I don't see how they inject it, make it feel like G.I. Joe, unless you're actually playing as specific G.I. Joes. And that right. is... Which takes not, away the whole point of making yeah. your own character. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. All right. I've already got it fixed. This is what they do. They keep Larry Hama on retainer to write your character's um, file card, <laughs> making you a G.I. Joe. <laughs> that works. Maybe we can All ask right. him when he's in Utica later this year. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we haven't been invited, but. <laughs> um, so, yes, like I said, um, just like every week, all this stuff's going to be in the show notes. Check it out. Let me know what you think of it. Um, other than that, I think we're ready to throw it to commercial. Okay. But wait, you, did, you said Kev mentioned something that you didn't know was a game either, which is. Uh... Oh, yeah, but I want to hold off on that because hopefully he'll use it next week. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was pretty funny. It was weird because we had talked about it a couple times. We mentioned I, it a couple times. In the- yeah, but it just did. They didn't come across that way to me. It came across as he was being a smartass. Well, I'm sure he was. But <laughs> all right, since we're referencing it, um, I, I was asking about content for the show, and all I got back from Kevin was new phone, who this? <laughs> so I think he's just being a smartass, and I'm like, no, come on, like dude and of course finally chimes in he's like no that's a pretty fun game and i'm like oh, oh. so that's, that's where we're going with that you know i think he was just doing it to be a dick but i tried to, to i tried to help you out a little bit there <laughs> i think you helped him out <laughs> <laughs> i helped you both all right well let's uh let's cut it to break and we'll come back to the news Looking for the hottest new comic on the shelf or a keyback issue to complete your run? How about that rare statue or action figure that you've scoured the internet looking for? Come to Collectibles Galore, located in North Syracuse with ample off-street parking. Collectibles Galore has a huge selection of comics, toys, and rare pop culture items you won't find anywhere else. Comics Galore is always buying comics and toys and will give you the fairest price for your collection. New customers get 15% off their first purchase in-store. Collectibles Galore for all of your pop culture needs. Stop in and see for yourself why Collectibles Galore is the king of comics.
All right. Now, before you park your car's ass to mouth for a jump start because your neighbor has a weird electric car, here's the news. First up, come join me. My garden needs tending. Bridget Regan has been cast in the upcoming third season of CW's Batwoman. She'll be playing the deadly garden hoe, Poison Ivy. While her pale Harley Quinn might think it's fun to lose her only friend to the TV verse, a post-Batman Ivy on her own could make for compelling TV. Seems like a green inferno may be heading to Gotham. Next up, she's over Brian and self-insured. Megan Fox has been cast as the female lead in The Expendables 4. She's seen a career resurgence lately now that she can't swim in a pool of 90210 residuals. She's been working her ass off on a ton of projects lately. She seemed to disappear for a bit, and while she might have thought for a while, oh no, I'm a dirty word in Hollywood, they are now opening her, uh, welcoming her with open arms. And I, I got to think it can't just be because of the looks. You know, I mean, she's she's gotten older. I always thought she was at least a decent actress. I'm guessing that uh, in that span of time that we didn't see her, she's probably improved her craft quite a bit. And to be honest with you, I'm looking forward to seeing her in some of the new uh, the new movies she did. She had a, a thriller about, um, you know, I, I I can't remember what it was called now. I'll look it up on one of the breaks. But uh, her the last movie I saw that came out with her, she got great reviews. And I was like, huh. really? This is the same public that was like, uh, well... You know, Megan Fox could be replaced in Transformers. She's useless. Uh, kind of makes you uh, see how much you know a director's word can go, how far it can go in Hollywood. Kind of scary, isn't it? It is. And uh, finally, hello, hello, hello. Got your Spider-Man news here. Spider-Man No Way Home news is fucking everywhere, depending on how you define news. Every news site, every other article. I no longer even care if Toby or Andrew are in the movie. I mean, you just take a look. And yeah, there was some legitimate news last week. There was a trailer. But now Kevin Feige has a hangnail shaped like Andrew Garfield's penis. Boom, there's a link. Toby McGuire ate a taco in public with jazz hair. Boom, there's a link. Willem Dafoe went shopping and he smelled like Tom Holland's farts. Boom, there's a link it isn't out for months this is ridiculous how low do you have to be to spam shit like this everywhere more like spider-man no way out and that's the news kids now i need to go find whoever owns nissan and set them on fire who the fuck puts an airflow system on top of the battery can you tell me who puts it on top of the battery i should not need a youtube video and a 10 millimeter wrench to jumpstart a dead battery the one thing I can do on a car, and you go and fuck it up. Unhook this airflow latch, motherfucker. Paul? In other news, males sweat 40% more than females. Back to you, Corbs. Only 40%? According to my sources. (laughs) All right. I don't believe it, but that's besides the point. All right, so... uh... Try something a little different with the movie review this time. All right. So, movie we're doing this week is Big Trouble in Little China. All right, so truck driver Jack Burton, played by Kurt Russell, arrives in Chinatown, San Francisco. He goes to the airport with his Chinese friend, Wang Chi. I think that's how you pronounce his name. To f- Ask Kevin Feige. <laughs> <laughs> to welcome his green-eyed fiancé, Mao Yen, who 
was arriving from China. However, she is kidnapped on arrival by China, by a Chinese street gang, gang, and Jack and Wang chase the group. Soon they learn that the powerful evil sorcerer called David Lopan has been cursed for more than 2,000 years uh, without a physical body. Needs to marry a woman with green eyes to retrieve his physical body, and Mao is the chosen one. Jack and Wang team up with a lawyer, Gracie, Lo- Gracie Law, played by Kim Cattrall, a bus driver, and a sorcerer apprentice, Egg Shin, and their friends to embark on a great adventure in the underground of Chinatown, where they face the world of magicians, magic, monsters, and martial arts fighters. So, Since it was not- Chinatown, I brought sushi. Was that appropriate or culturally insensitive? Yes. <laughs> A little bit of both. <laughs> so, uh, China, Big Trouble in China, not going to say it's the uh, cream of the crop. Don't get me wrong, it's a, it's a decent, it's a good movie, but man, um, the special effects in it, cheesy is not the word. No, that is exactly the word. <laughs> Yeah, they're bad. Um, I did find out some interesting things about the movie, though. Um, give me one second. So it was rushed into. Um, where is it? It was rushed into production because, if you can believe it, there was a second movie coming out at the same time, dealing with Chinese, Chinese sorcerers, magicians, and whatnot. And that movie was Eddie Murphy's Golden Child. Oh, yeah. So John Carpenter directed Big Trouble in Little China. Mm-hmm. He found out that the movie, his movie and The Golden Child were going to come out the exact same time, exact same day. Oh, wow. Yeah, so they, you know, they had this whole thing where they were going to actually film in Chinatown and, and all that stuff. And because the movies were going to come out together, he rushed it into production. And as you can tell by the movie, it's very cheesy, very unproductioned well, I guess is the correct terminology you would use. Everything is just really bad. Uh, Unproduction well? Yeah. I okay. mean, have you seen the movie? Years ago. Yeah. I've seen it once. Yeah. That's about all you need to see it. No? Oh my god, I love this movie. Do <laughs> you? I mean, I, I like it too. I mean, I, I like Kurt Russell in it. I mean, he was he was awesome in that movie. A little over the top at times, but sometimes Kurt Russell's over the top at times. But it's like, I mean, it's a good movie. Don't get me wrong. It's a good movie, but just if I you... Mean, don't let me sway your review. <laughs> if you look at it, it now, from back then, the production is so bad... And the, the set and the characters in it and, and, and whatnot. And David Lopan being, you know, he runs him down with a truck and he just he just wakes up on the other side and has light coming out of his mouth. I mean, you know, it's, 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 I guess it's campy is the word. Yes. Okay. So 
I mean, it's a, it's a cute movie, but you can see where they're they rushed it to get it out. They they got it out five months ahead of Golden Child, so you can see where they kind of rushed through it and did it. And they didn't really spot check. <laughs> they said, "Yeah, that looks good. Let's go." Yeah, good enough. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I, I guess I, I'll give it out of five stars. I'm going to give it like three. I mean, it's it, it was on the other night. I I turned it on. I mean, I, I turned it on when it's on. I don't maybe don't watch the whole thing, but. I find myself watching it when it's on. I mean, it, there's that's been on. You know, I've watched Platoon like six times. How does it rate on the uh, the uh, sushi during a movie review sensitivity meter? Is it um, by today's standards? Is it pretty bad? Yeah, but keep eating. That's good. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, it's done. It, 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 that, that fits our show perfect. Yeah, I'm thinking it's definitely kind of cringy now. Yeah, with a lot of the portrayals in it. But oh yeah, yeah, you yeah this this movie would not hold up now. No, but they're they're talking about a sequel, like it's been in the works for years. It's been bouncing around. They want to do it. They want to do it. Like, how are they going to do it? Now is it going to be a sequel or is it going to be a re- remake? You know, right? Uh, I mean, it's there's been recently there's been um comic book series of it. Like the further adventures of Jack Barton or Burton, sorry. Burton. Yeah, Burton. Yeah. Um, I personally love this movie. I, I think it's so freaking great, and because it, it, because it's so off the wall. But you know, it's not my review. You gave it three stars. Um, our good friend Roger Ebert, though, he gives it two stars. So did he give it like a negative star? No, two stars, and I'll and and I'll and I'll tell you what he has to say about it. All right. It seems at first like a great idea, a big budget, high tech Hollywood action picture that takes all the cliches of Kung Fu, Fu Manchu, and Charlie Chan and does them right. Big Trouble in Little China begins with the notion that the visible part of Chinatown is just the tip of the iceberg. That once you penetrate the facade of chop suey parlors and laundries. There is a vast subterranean network of temples and dungeons, caverns and throne rooms, and torture chambers. Sorry. Are you sleepy, Paul? A little bit, and I don't know why. We're, we're, we're boring him. <laughs> Ebert's boring me already. Jesus. Big Trouble Little China takes its hero and his friend on a toboggan ride through one death-defying challenge after another and throws in magicians, sorcerers, karate masters, and a 2,000-year-old man. Like I say, it must have seemed like a great idea, and the first 30 minutes of the movie gave me lots of room for hope. It was fast-moving, it was visually spectacular, it was exotic and lighthearted and filled with a spirit of adventure. But then, gradually, the movie begins to recycle itself. It begins to feel as if I was seeing the same thing more than once. After one amazing subterranean chamber has been survived and conquered, everybody fell down a chute into another one. By the end of the movie, I was just plain weary. Huh, look at that. <laughs> Big Trouble in Little China was directed by John Carpenter, who has specialized in special effects movies. He made The Thing in 1982, Escape from New York, and Christine, but his best movie in recent years has been Starman, the one with Jeff Bridges as the outer space alien learning to be a human being. Starman was so good because it told a story that involved interesting characters. Special effects all by themselves aren't enough. Little China, Jesus, that sounds bad, doesn't seem to remember that. 
The movie stars Kurt Russell as Jack Burton, a truck driving adventurer in the Indiana Jones mode. Yeah. He goes to the airport with his friend Wang Chi, played by Dennis Dunn. And while they're greeting a flight from China, Wang's girlfriend, Susie Pai, is abducted by bandits from Chinatown. That sets up the rest of the movie, which is essentially one extended chase scene as Russell, Dunn, and Kim Cattrall plunge headlong into the mysterious, oh, into the mysteries beneath Chinatown. The key to the abduction is the fact that Wang's girlfriend has green eyes, rare for a Chinese woman, but invaluable for the dreaded Lo Pan, played by legendary James Hong. An incredibly ancient sorcerer who must draw on the power within those green eyes to restore his youth. Because Cattrall also has green eyes, it is obviously only a matter of time before Pi and Cattrall are both captives in the Dragon's Lair. Carpenter has said that he wanted the Kurt Russell character to resemble John Wayne a little, but a slightly less competent Wayne, <laughs> who doesn't always know what to do and doesn't always do it right. Russell plays the role as a cross between Wayne and the Harrison Ford of the Indiana Jones movies, swinging between laconic understatement and macho displays of self-confidence. It's a good enough performance, but it needs a movie around it, and a movie needs characters. That's where Little China falls short. Carpenter is allowed technology to dominate his story. Oh my god. Excuse me. <laughs> since so many of his big set pieces look so awesomely expensive and complicated, and since the effects are undeniably mind-boggling, there's a temptation to praise him just for daring to make a movie on such a scale. But special effects don't mean much unless we care about the characters who are surrounded by them. And in this movie, the characters often seem to exist only to fill up the foreground. It will be interesting to see how the Chinese stereotypes in Big Trouble in Little China are received by the Asian-American spokesman who condemned last year's Year of the Dragon. This movie is straight out of the era of Charlie Chan and Fu Manchu with no apologies and all the usual stereotypes. If they didn't like You're the Dragon, they're sure to hate this movie. And yet, as we unveil the rehabbed Statue of Liberty and warm up for the 4th of July, it seems to me that Big Trouble in Little China is just one more example of the way every American ethnic group has been fodder for in. Hollywood's mill. I did. <laughs> it may not be true <laughs> that Chinatowns are honeycombed with subterranean throne rooms, but isn't it kind of fun once in a while to pretend? Wow. Well, you know, now uh, all you have to do is have Kristen read that to you before bed. There you go, right? Seriously. Good trick. Did so, you, yeah. Uh, did you know that John Carpenter was offered the role of director for Gold, The Golden Child? In for what? For, he was offered to direct The Golden Child <laughs> and turned it down to Two Big Trouble in Little China. I mean, if you ask me, he made the right choice. I don't know. I like, I like, I like them both. So I like Golden Child. I like Eddie Murphy in that. He was, he's just, Eddie Murphy's just funny in his movies. Beverly Hills Cop, stuff like that. So, yeah. I just found that interesting. I saw it on one of the sites I was looking that he was offered the role, the director role for Golden Child and turned it down. And then, then made this, this one, <laughs> took this one, and then they're both going to come out at the same time. And he rushed it, his into production. So, just to beat out the other one. Yeah, just to... Which just explains how he knew <laughs> the other right. one was coming out at the same time. Right. It's a little bit of dirty pool, I'd say. 
Sometimes you got to be a dick in Hollywood. You know, you guys come up with this stuff, and I, I can't use those as titles. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else to hit on before we, we cut to break? No. Okay. Perfect. All right, guys, we'll be right back, and we will uh, wrap this thing up. Right. Stay tuned. this new comic on the shelf or a key back issue to complete your run? How about that rare statue or action figure that you've scoured the internet looking for? Come to Collectibles Galore, located in North Syracuse with ample off-street parking. Collectibles Galore has a huge selection of comics, toys, and rare pop culture items you won't find anywhere else. Comics Galore is always buying comics and toys and will give you the fairest price for your collection. New customers get 15% off their first purchase in-store. Collectibles Galore for all of your pop culture needs. Stop in and see for yourself why Collectibles Galore is the king of comics. That guys is why I will never ever again trust a truck stop burrito. Same. Welcome back, guys. So, uh, what are you guys watching? TV. Uh, yeah, mostly the same stuff. I, I did want to say that uh, I, I watched something this week, uh, which I, it's really surprising, being the horror movie buff that I am, that I've never watched this, but. I watched possibly the most infamous, not the worst, but the most infamous of the video nasties, Cannibal Holocaust from 1980. Um, I saw it. It was um, some TV show I was watching. There were two characters who were watching the movie and they mentioned it. And I think maybe it was brand new cherry flavor on Netflix or something. Uh, it was, I, I don't remember what it was, but that got it in my head. I'm like, you know what? I've never watched that movie. So I, I sat down and watched it. Uh, I got to say, it's it's grueling to a degree. Um, the, the funny thing is this movie was banned because, I mean, there are graphic depictions of rape, murder, violence. And uh, there were actually six animals that were killed during the making of this, this wow. film. Like at one point, they pull a, a big ass turtle, like a big turtle out of a, a 
the uh, the swamp, cut its head off, break its shell, pull the shell off, and completely dissect the inside of it, and then cook it and eat it. And that's real. They really did that. Uh, there's several other animals that died. Um, the the rape scenes are very uh, in the vi- all the violence is is very realistic. There's one point at which uh, a guy has his uh, his uh, member cut off, and he's being held up by and struggling with these savages, and they grab it, pull it out, and slice it off. And I mean, it, it looks real. I mean, in 1980, I, I can see why the censors thought that they they really killed people, and they did. They actually arrested the filmmaker um, because they thought he really killed people uh, while making this movie. And there was one particular scene where a, a girl is seen with a a, a a pike, a wooden pike pole. It's clearly shoved up her ass coming out of her mouth oh and uh, he had and she's she's dead she's they they come across her uh they had to bring the actress into court to prove, to that, prove she was still, that she was still alive and then demonstrate how they did the effect um these were all practical effects and they were incredibly effective uh for effects that's a lot of alliteration there um what got me is that I, I've talked about all this nasty, awful, horrible stuff. The censors wanted to censor this because they thought people shouldn't see this. If you've not seen the movie, and Paul, have you seen the movie? No. The premise of this entire movie is one film crew goes down to this Amazon jungle and doesn't come back. So the university hires another guy to go down. He goes down. You see his footage first. He goes down. He finds the tribe. He actually finds some of the bodies and sees some awful stuff then brings their footage back, some of it, that what he could recover. Back in the city, they're now watching that footage, and that's where it gets even worse. And the entire story is him fighting to say, no, we should not show this to the public. This is awful. It is not something anyone should see, while the people at the university and the TV station are like, no, we want to titillate people. It's kind of like the movie was actually making the same point the censors were trying <laughs> trying to make. It's freaking bizarre. But they were just showing you how bad something is by showing you how bad something is. Um, that being said, uh, if you like horror movies, I, I think that everybody should see it at least once. It isn't all just um, exploitation. I mean, there, there's a serious message there. And I kind of think, I mean, the impression I got from this is the guy that was making the film was saying, this stuff is awful. But in order to prove the point, he had to dive down in it. Right. Um, he made it I, worse. I, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. And uh, it, it's definitely experience. And I, I, yeah, I. I would recommend it to anyone whose interests it remotely skew into the horror field. Now, if you're not into that shit at all, you don't watch like I me, mean, Corbs. I don't know how you feel about horror movies, but I mean, you're all about, you know, TV shows with, um, you know, Kevin Costner and shit. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't necessarily say you should be watching this because it doesn't seem like you lean that way. <laughs> right. <laughs> but if you if you like lots of blood and titties and decapitations, then, yeah, I mean, go for it. Um, I, this doesn't sound like it's it, it's up my alley at all. And this is like the the first like found footage style movie, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, actually, yeah, it's it's credited with creating the Blair Witch style movie. Sorry, I'm just jotting down a possible title, um, <clears throat> which I really like. Um, yeah, that's when I googled what it was. That's why I was like the 1980 movie. <laughs> Like, what the fuck is this? And that's when I saw it. It's supposedly like infamous for being one of the like most graphic, like yeah, horrible movies ever made. 
and, and it's just bizarre that in my you know run since I, I'm the, the horror movie guy you know that that I, I've never seen this movie and I don't know why I mean maybe it wasn't at the video store because of all the controversy about it you know when I was younger and then once I was older I was like I don't want to fucking watch old movies you know right um, I, I, I have no idea how I mean I knew of it it didn't slip under my radar but I just never watched it so yeah I I, I have now been cannibal holocausted Hold on. <laughs> um, you need some like Jeopardy music or something to right, play when you're doing that. Um, so so let's dive into our weeklies. All right. Uh let let's start it off with Corbs, your favorite show. It sounds like now Heels. Yeah, this week's was pretty uh was pretty good. It's uh, quite a guest star on there from what I see. Yeah, yeah so, I, I'm going to just take my headphones off because I haven't watched it yet. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. It's, you know, it it kind of delves a little more into the whole aspect of the wrestling business. Um, the guest star you're talking about was, <laughs> <laughs> was CM Punk. Uh, Ricky yeah, Rabies. Yeah, Ricky Rabies. He uh, he wrestled uh, Stephen Amell's character. Ace. No, Ace. no, Jack. No, 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 Jack. For a so show Ace I've is, never seen, I know a lot about that. Ace is his brother, and his yes. his brother has always been the good guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he had actually he's been the face, and in the first episode, you haven't seen it yet, Paul. But no, that's okay. Jack, Ace is supposed to leave to go. Russell, big promotion up north. We talked yep. about that. You were telling us about that. Basically, the WWE yeah. in their universe. And so he he beats him. You know, he he swerves him, hits him from behind, pins him, you know, puts him in like a, like a cross-face crippler type of thing um, to, keep, to keep him to, to stay. And then <laughs> – so this episode, he Jack finally comes back. Ace finally comes back up, and he's – you know, he's on stage and he's talking and everybody's booing him and he can't understand why because he's the face, you know, he's, he's the, he's the guy that's supposed to be there and he kind of freezes up. And is when he comes back into the back, his brother, his brother um, tells him that, you know, he's, he should have kind of played it, played it off a little bit better. So at the end of the episode, um, he comes out and he, he turns to a heel Okay, but how does that work? Because his brother's the heel already. Yeah, he comes out and he basically tells off the entire crowd and, and whatnot. And so it's just it's interesting, you know. That you you hear about that all the time. Guys, good guy. Guys, good guy. And then all of a sudden he switches and flips and and whatnot. So and you can see where his brother is like, oh yeah, this is what we really need. This is where the heat's going to come from, and stuff like that. So and that that's like right where it cuts off when he comes back to the. the back when his you know his brother he comes back and he you know he tells off their the family's assistant which is mary mccormick he tells her off like he screams at her and calls her a bitch and all that stuff and his brother pulls him aside and says what the fuck are you doing so he wanted, he just wanted me to be a heel and you got to understand where once you walk through the curtain it's not heel and face it's a family right and then that's where they they cut so cuts off yeah yeah, so the next episode should be pretty cool. I like the fact that, you know, that uh, CM Punk was in it, you know, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, he's had a big couple weeks. 
Yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm wondering if he's going to be in it a little bit more. I don't like know. Like if he's got like a, a little bit of an arc in it or something. Yeah, something like that. Like they'll bring it back because he was supposed to be like a draw for everybody to come. Yeah. I I, I saw they they posted some of the sequence with the the his match with uh Stephen Amell. Yeah. With the fucking drone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it spits, spits, spits the blood at him. <laughs> it's pretty funny. He's like looking great. at. He's like looking at him. He's like. Because there's a cover right in front of him, he's just kind of like, yeah. the fuck? and then it spits the blood at him, and then they start the match, and it's like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> that was great. Yeah. <clears throat> this is, I, I, I think this is going to be a pretty good show. I'm hoping, you know, they go on. I mean, obviously, I know everybody knows that Stephen Amell is a, is a very big wrestling fan, so mm-hmm. I'm just wondering, like, where they're going to go. I mean, obviously, they're a small promotion, you know, a small promotion run out of, like, a barn. They call it the Dome, but it's a barn. Type of thing. So I'm wondering if they're gonna, if, if all of a sudden it's gonna pick up and be a bigger, get into a bigger promotion and whatnot. Right. And see if they expand. Yeah. Stuff like that. So be nice. pretty interesting. So. All right. I'm gonna give him the signal now, so he can come back in. It's <laughs> the signal. That Thank was you. the signal. All right. So now let's talk about this week's episode. Now that you caught us up on the previous episodes of Heels. <laughs> Not just kidding. <laughs> I was about to grab my uh, can of keyboard cleaner and act like I was helping it. But then I'm like, what if I accidentally do and then fall over and pass out? <laughs> you just go feet up. We just, yeah. Yeah. That, actually, I wouldn't go feet up. I, I, my, I go boom. Good thump. Um, so, Hugh, what, what, do, what do you want to discuss? Which, which one of our weeklies do you want to go into now? Uh, I, I mean... I, I mean, of course, we're we're watching Walking Dead. We're watching Titans, Star Girl. I mean, I, I don't know how much we want to say though. Uh, really, again, all, all the shows are are just they're, they're building towards something. Um, mm-hmm. I, I will say that Titans this week gave us a, a lot more backstory. Yes. And while I wanted that backstory, I was kind of let down by the fact that the story was all backstory. I, I yes. think I nothing. I, yes, I felt the same way. Nothing advanced. Like yeah, we I, got answers, but that was all. Yeah, and it, it made me realize that that this version of Jonathan Crane is kind of a chode. Like yeah. I didn't really need the dancing scene. Like that did nothing for me there. Yeah, I. Uh, but I mean, still a good episode. I mean, the acting and everything was a uh, top uh, notch. You know, yeah, top notch. Uh, yeah, I just wish it had been peppered in with that. That had been, you know, with with some story progression there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it was good. Um, Star Girl. I actually, I am on the like last ten minutes of the episode. Okay, um, um, that's some of the best part of it too. There's something that's going to happen right at the end, which is just really cool. Okay, I won't get um, into it, but I'm hey, loving well, I, this season. Hey, you know, I mean, I don't think I care if you if you ruined this week's episode of Star Girl for me. Uh, but I will say this. I mean, it, it is. It is fun. Um, like Legends of Tomorrow kind of brought joy back to the uh, the CW verse. Um, Stargirl kind of does the same thing. Um, even when it's dark, it's bright. Yeah, and that's that's something I I, I enjoy about it. as of in your your younger years, your teenage, your twenties, or whatever. You're like, oh, dark and edgy. You know, you're like Warner Brothers. And um, I get a little older. I'm like, you know what? Some light and dark together are are, are better. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's kind of like that meme. I don't know if you've seen this going around, but uh, it's like it's it's like the same picture of someone with a movie camera, and it says Marvel movies, lights, camera, action, and then Warner Brothers movies, camera, camera action. action. Yeah. Yes, I saw that. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, Star Girl uh, still uh, still doing great. Uh, Walking Dead. Now this is tricky for me because because I'm you're a week, week ahead, ahead of us. Yes, yes. perpetually. Where did uh, episode two end? Oh, wait, I remember where episode two ended. They were uh, yeah. walking up the road and those guys started attacking them. Who were being um, told are called the Reapers, but they never say yeah. it in the now, show. Yeah. Now, interestingly enough, it, it sucks that Kevin's not here because we had that whole, um, no, I don't think Negan can be redeemed. You know, Negan is Negan. Um, I kind of feel like that episode, and I knew this last week when we were having that argument and I couldn't say anything. Um, I kind of feel like, you know, my point was actually made when Maggie was forced to make a very similar decision there. And, and the way, you know, Negan put, and she even said it, you know, he didn't push me. He just didn't help me. And this is a woman who had just threatened to kill him. She had pretty much guaranteed I'm going to kill you. And he thought, I mean, the, the fact that he paused means he actually initially wanted to save her. Mm-hmm. That's what he was going to do. That was his instinct. That was who he is now. Because of her actions, he stopped and he's like, fuck. If I save her, she's going to kill me. Um, I mean, I, I'm, sh- I'm sure Kevin would have something to say about that. But I, I personally feel that that actually validated my point of view on, the, on it last week. I don't feel like it redeemed him. I feel like it justified no, it him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't think Negan was going to Negan for a second there. And he's like, but that bitch is going to kill me. So he Negans. And then so does she later on. Yes. She like double Negans. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Corbs. I, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no. That was, I was just going to say that she had to do, she had to do the same thing with the guy that was knocking on the door. You know, yeah. she had to make that decision and she knew that it was the right decision to make. You know what the worst part of that was? Is she couldn't um, save him because they couldn't take on the, all those walkers, and then they ended up doing. And they that. had to do it anyway. Yeah, yeah. right. But I, I also think that at the time she was right, and I think at the time if she yeah. would let, if she would let him in, they wouldn't have survived because Daryl came from the other side. Yes, yeah. I think that saved everybody because I mean, when he shoved the grenade in that zombie's mouth, I was like, that's pretty good. I was like, that's a pretty nasty, that's like the nastiest thing I've seen in a long time right yes. now. And, and I mean, really, do, should you do that with an enemy that if they bite you, you turn into them? Holy crap, what an irresponsible thing to do. He could have just thrown the fucking grenade at them and shut the door. Right. He's like, nope, I'm going to get as close to the dangerous teeth as I possibly can. <laughs> that was giving him his badass moment is what it was. Right. He was showing off his plot armor. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was... Uh... That was pretty nasty, and then you know the whole whole thing with Eugene. Can so, I just say I don't care about Eugene's story? Really? Yes, I, I I don't really care about Eugene. I don't like Eugene. Okay, so I watched the first couple minutes of the Talking Dead afterwards. Okay, did so, you? Yeah, there's a whole story behind that of what he what he said. But Mercer says to him, look, I can tell when you're lying. Yes. And I think that whole, and Josh McDermott said the whole thing, that whole thing was basically, go screw yourself. 
You think you can tell when I'm lying? Try this on for size. I think the right. whole whole thing was just a giant f you to him. Yeah, Mercer. Like, oh, you think you you think you know when I'm lying? I'm gonna pull up the V card on you. That was yeah. You know, and he because right after that he was like, you know, you could just see him looking at him like, look at him going, okay, yeah, this guy could very well be that. Yeah. You know, and you know what? They're, we're not saying that he isn't lying about all that. We don't know. True. I mean, because he did throw some truths in there. We we definitely know that he watched other people fuck. That's true. So. Creepy bastard. Yep. Dalton smooth. So, but I, all in all, it was a good episode. Uh, you know, I'd like to see what the whole thing with the Reapers is going at the end of the episode. I mean, that, yep. that was pretty messed up, too. Mm-hmm. All the people, all the bodies hanging there and whatnot. So I didn't think they were going to get lit up in a, in a firefight like that. I, I thought one yeah, of the bodies was going to move. That's what I was oh, waiting for. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't really expecting the the guy to get hit was face with an arrow. Yeah, but and you know what? When when he and same thing with C. Thomas Howell's character. Like I thought though, when Daryl was trying to clean him up, he's like, "Oh, don't waste that on me." I thought he was dying. Like that's I thought he was dead there, and then all of a sudden he shows up in the group. That was C. Thomas Howell. Yes. Really. Yes. Fuck. (laughs) We're getting old, man. Mother. (laughs) He was in another show I was watching, and I'm pissed. Is going to to streaming service now, fuckers. Manifest. No, fuck that show. Oh, I don't know. I just know that Netflix picked it up. No, uh, Seal Team. Is oh, going to okay. yeah. Plus. It's the wave of the future. Everything's going to go to streaming. So, yeah. I'm going to be defiant till the end of fucking time. You're going to be the last guy with a regular cable yep. subscription. Yeah. Fuck y'all. <laughs> I'm going to force the cable companies to keep cable just because. Because of you. <laughs> and all, all of your neighbors are going to be like, he thinks he's making a stand, but it's really kind of sad. I'm a kind of sad guy, so. Because you know what I say. What do you say? I say damn Damn the man. Damn him. So do we have anything else? Fight the power. uh, Stream? Um, What if? What if we do? What if we do? Uh, Good episode. A little confusing. It was good. It it got weird. 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 Even my son said, well, that was pretty weird. Yeah. Um, I, I could have sworn when they were talking about the Doctor Strange thing, I thought this was going to be the one that rolled into the Marvel zombies. Like, I thought him messing with the, the time and bringing people back to life, that's where it yeah, was going. I, got, I was thinking the same thing. So, threw me off that that wasn't the episode we were getting this week. But, but I was surprised that was Benedict and Tilda. Yeah. So. And Rachel McAdams. They all reprised. Yeah. And Benedict Wong. A lot of Wangs and Wongs in this one tonight. Yeah. Wow. You just said Wang. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Wang and Wong. Is that yeah. like yin and yang? I mean, I guess. It's the dumb and dumber version of yin and yang. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was the last show we had to discuss. We really hit on the rest of them. 
Uh, see what else? Uh, you know, I did want to, uh, you know, because we've been teasing all of our, uh, our, our our upcoming paranormal ventures, I guess you would call them. Um, and uh, you know, I we Paul and I have been ordering some equipment. Have you uh, talked about the equipment that you uh, have, Paul? I don't know if I've discussed it on on mic or not. All right. Uh, why don't you just you know kind of tell us what everything you picked up? All right. So I uh, I, I invested in an honest to god spirit box um <clears throat> that's to pick up evps that's to catch voices and stuff through radio waves yeah um i got a, a a reasonably priced thermal gun not, not not anything like the one that hugh was brandishing for us while we were discussing uh heels um, I, I didn't mean to show you up there. I, I don't care. I, I just wasn't going to. I looked at the prices on that, and I, that was a big old nope for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of wanted to bang my head against something, too. But I, yeah. I felt it had to be done. Um, what else did I? I got a, one of the laser grid pens, so you can shine it out, and it literally maps out a big You know grid. what color yours is? Mine's green. Okay, good. Is that yours as well? No, no. I'm just glad yours is green. Okay. Was that the uh, the uh, everything you got, or was there more? I don't remember. Oh, you get the camera. Oh yeah, I get the the actual video camera on the 4K. All, All right. that. Um, well, what I picked up is um, I picked up uh, another laser grid pen. Uh, mine is violet because I thought purple would be cool, but now I'm wondering in a dark room. I mean, I don't know how well it really shows. I'm worried it's not going to get picked up by uh, uh, the camera. So that's why I'm glad you have a green one. I mean, those. 14 bucks. We can get another right. one in a different color if we need to. Um, I also picked up some um, knockoff GoPros, some action cams. They're, uh, uh, I think, 1080, uh, so they're nice. high def, uh, for the purpose of setting up so that we can watch laser grids and just leave them going. I also have some REM pods. I found REM pods that weren't $180, but they're, they're custom built. And I, I bought two of them. And basically, they, when they, uh, it creates an interactive uh, uh, electromagnetic field. And when something interrupts that field, it makes a light comes on, it makes an audible noise. So the idea is you can set this up and you can say, you know, hey, you know, spirit, there's a, a you know, device here that you can interact with to uh, talk to us. You can ask questions and see if you get any sort of interference there. Thinking, you know, that along with the laser grid, maybe a camera set up, we could even walk away from it. And, you know, if we see something in the laser grid and the uh, REM pod goes off, we know something's clearly going on. Mm -hmm. so, th so that's that's really cool. Um, I'm excited about that. I also picked up a thermal imaging camera. Now this is, uh, and it, the one you have just measures temperature and it goes like yes. hot, medium, co uh, cold, which, which is still good for setting up experiments where you're just looking for air temperature. This at, will actually pick up, you know, masses moving through the air. It doesn't have a huge range on it, but I think it's going to be effective. Might be more useful if we ever like go, go off into like maybe cryptid. Bigfoot type hunts, things like that. You know, it'll definitely come in handy there. Uh, but I, I think this is a really neat tool. Um, I do have some concerns though uh, about this, and, and I don't know how you feel about this, but uh, you know, I'm clumsy. You know, with the lights out, I'm less dexterous, and I, I I tend to fall down just you know, you know, in, in normal life. And it got me thinking. You know, what if I fall down in every episode? I've already fallen down in the first. What if that's a thing? <laughs> what if it turns out something is actually following me around and knocking me on my ass? You know, every time we do a ghost hunt, we show up at a graveyard and say, here we are now, fucking scare us, and boom, something slams into me and knocks me down. Uh, I'm really hoping that doesn't happen, but 
Mm-hmm. We'll see. I, I, I'm so excited, though. I've been going around the house. I've been pointing this at everything. You know, took a picture of my wife vacuuming the other night. Well, that's the one I sent to you. That was her vacuuming. You know, I've been pointing at the animals, you know, try, just trying to see what it'll pick up. Um, really excited about that. Very cool. Yeah, I, I'm excited. I've got the kit here. I've uh, <clears throat> I've actually got kind of a war room down here now. I've got, I, I actually ordered another multi-port usb charger so i can plug everything in so everything gets to charge at once okay um i was gonna ask you about power banks do you have power banks i have a couple of shitty ones okay i i wonder if we should have some power banks but uh, i wanted to see if we, we happened because i may have some kicking around too i we were actually given one as like a thank you gift one year for for work so i i might even be able to get a hold of a couple of brand new ones that are just sitting in the basement if they don't care we might be able to get them it's it's branded material so we got to be careful about having it on camera <laughs> so. well can we cover up the branding well yeah, actually, it's not even for being on, yeah it's not even for that it's for you know what i'm thinking is that when we go do this if, if we all have some sort of a backpack or some sort of thing on us we should split power banks and batteries up among us mm-hmm because you know they say that spirits can drain batteries and things like that we don't want everything to get drained yeah you know if if something were to happen and we saw it happen once already yeah Yeah, our light the camera yeah well i just find it odd because that's that was the one that i fully charged that day there's no way that should have died in an hour's time and it happened when when the shit actually started happening yeah when we were yeah when everything was wrapping up at the end that's when my light went out um nice all right so if we're gonna have um, backpacks are they gonna be photon packs we can get proton you a proton packs? pack if you want they have the inflatable ones you can probably get it right at uh spirit, spirit right now they, they redesigned theirs this year to look better really i see i haven't been in yet i have to i have to make a trip in there but i, I, want, a real, I want a real one well you're gonna have to um get a better job <laughs> So you can That's pay true. for it and get a few degrees so you can build it yeah. because it doesn't exist. <laughs> that's, that's why I was, I was hesitating. I didn't know if I wanted to drop that one on him. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. Ghostbusters isn't real. Yes, it is. If we actually find some shit out there, we're not going to have any idea what to do with it. <laughs> right. That this is also true. All right. Well, so we we're uh... exactly what Ray says in the beginning of the movie. <laughs> get her. <laughs> get her. Yeah. Um, so there was one more thing you wanted to write, yeah, yeah. So, so hold on, I I ran, I ran across a picture on Facebook and I have no context for this. I'm not going to talk about the product. Um, I, I mean, it's it's a grill grate, and I think because I have a new grill, you know, it, Facebook listened to me and it popped this up into my feed. Uh, but go ahead and throw this on screen, Paul. Anytime. I'm trying to find the right screen. Just give me. Come on, you can do it. We have faith in you. Yeah. All right, something's. You've started sharing it. Oh wow! Is that your is that your porn folder? There we go. All right, now anybody else? You first see this picture on the left hand side. My my immediate thought was, holy shit, are they doing lines of ground beef? <laughs> <laughs> and then I realized what it was. Wow. But that's it. That that's all I have. All right. It can go away now. 
I'm trying. <laughs> Come on, Paul. Get with the program. Keep talking because I can't make it go away at the moment. <laughs> You're, that's so bad. Oh, that makes me hungry, though. I mean, yeah, I, I could definitely go for that burger. No, I, I could, let, me, let, me, let me cook a little more, but yeah. Let's uh-huh. go do, do some lines of ground beef and kill a hooker. I mean, there's that. God. Wow. There it <laughs> there is. Go. I, I, I wouldn't ask you to do difficult things, Paul, if I knew. If I just knew. Well, here's the problem is I, I made that picture full screen, so it took over everything else. So it, it wouldn't have like all the, the, the shit across the, the top ribbon. Um, and I think that's what <laughs> caused all my problems. There. <laughs> All right, so it, it sounds to me like it's 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 time for some wisdom nuggets and to get the hell out of here. What do you guys say? I agree. Happy nugget. <clears throat> Drunk me has made a lot of friends that sober me has never even met. Good night, everybody, and mega me, bitches. This has been a Geek Pod Network production. production.